This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Here we go. It's the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. We've made it to Wednesday. All is well, right? No, I mean, the weather's fantastic, that's for sure. And and you're with us, and that's great. And uh, we've got great guests today, too. So glad to have a Wesley Wednesday. David's back today. We'll talk Pelicans basketball. They're on a couple of day break right now. As a matter of fact, uh, on the practice floor, even as I speak to you in recording this uh, podcast, and uh, they'll speak to the media after practice, and you can find that on your Pelicans app. And then the Saints are back to work today. All is new again. It's a new week and a new opponent. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, will host the Saints this weekend, and uh, Drew Brees will speak with the media this afternoon. That will be available on your Saints mobile app, so there's plenty going on and a lot of content uh, to be digested by you, the fans, at both Pelicans.com and NewOrleansSaints.com. So that means a busy day for us here at Studio B. Starting here with this podcast, as we mentioned, David Wesley on the show today. And then Daniel Salerson uh, visits with Ed Werger from ESPN and ESPN.com. Looking forward to that visit. Uh, Mr. Werger was at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome this past Sunday covering the Panthers and the Saints. And, of course, he covers the league uh, widespread, based out of Dallas, I think. Uh, but uh, Daniel will uh, talk with Ed Werger about where things stand, um, not only with the teams that he's covered most recently, but about the NFL in general so great guest today great weather check check and check and uh, you're with us of course and perhaps we'll have a Donnell Ellerby with us this weekend as well that news uh, coming out this morning head coach Sean Payton says that they're they're really hopeful Ellerby will be able to help out at linebacker and and he's made quite a difference uh, on that Saints defense when he's been able to play working in and out of some injury situations uh, this season so I'm taking a very positive outlook uh, with you on this Wednesday, and I hope that you'll enjoy our show as we get set to take our first break and then bring in David Wesley. We'll talk Pelicans, some tough questions to uh, be answered there, and then, of course, NFL, Daniel and Ed Warder. Stay with us. Create fun and affordable memories for the entire family with the Pierre's Party Pack. Ticket packages are available for select Pelicans home games throughout the season and include three or more tickets, combo meals, and an on-court free throw experience with Pierre the Pelican, all for as low as $48. The next Pierre's Party Pack night is on Friday, December 11th against the Washington Wizards. For more information and to plan your next night out with the gang, visit pelicans.com today. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. New Orleans, get ready for WWE Monday Night Raw. Televised live worldwide from Smoothie King Center. Monday night, January 11th, featuring the return of Brock Lesnar. Plus, you'll see John Cena, Roman Reigns, Demon Kane, The Lunatic Fringe, Dean Ambrose, Kevin Owens, The Divas, and many more in action. 
Don't wait. Great seats are available now at the box office and Ticketmaster. Guess what day it is? Hump day? Well, yeah, and it's Wesley Wednesday on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to Black and Blue Report. It is a Wesley Wednesday, and with that, we bring in David Wesley, analyst with Fox Sports New Orleans, getting a couple of days here between Pelicans games, and maybe that's a good thing here, David Wesley, after what we saw on Monday night as the Pelicans uh, didn't really not only win, but didn't play well against the Boston Celtics. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. Um, they had a few days between the good win against Cleveland on Friday, uh, and really just Never really had it uh, going into uh, that game against Boston. Um, I felt like Boston uh, played harder, outworked them, got to all the loose balls, and um, and therefore the, the Pelicans, um, while in it early, never seemed to have the energy to carry it through. David, from, from the standpoint of one who's played this game and from also one as a fan, because I know you're a fan of our game, uh, in, in, are those things in itself most frustrating to you about this this team right now? Well, I, it is, and I think one of the one of the the worst things you can do as a, a competitor um, in any sport is not come to play hard. Uh, you can play hard and not win. You can play well and not win. But when when you struggle just for energy's sake and the energy level is just not there. The excitement just, I don't feel that excitement to come, you know, play this game for a living from this team right now and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a mix. I don't know if it's lineup. I don't know what it is, but it's got to be a little pride out there. It's got to be a little fight and there are certain times whether it be for a quarter or, or two or a game like Boston, where you just don't feel that excitement and, and passion, taking pride in what you do. Um, I'm not going to let my team down. I'm not going to let my teammate. I'm not going to let the guy down next to me. You know, all those things that, you know, sometimes get a lot of rhetoric, but uh, if you don't put them out there on the floor, you, you end up looking looking really bad. And, and right now, this team, I, I don't know where it comes from. I don't know if it comes from Anthony Davis. Tyreek, Drew, uh, who's going to step up and lead this team? I, I, I haven't seen it, but um, it's 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 not a good thing when 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 anybody can say about a team or a player that he's not playing or they are not playing hard. So obviously, David, we've seen what this team looks like when they don't play that way. Um, when they do play with that energy you're talking about, that passion, that pride. Um, we've seen a couple of wins, albeit not very many. Um, you know, how good can this team be if they were to maybe turn the corner with regard to those, those? I don't know. What, what are we going to call those? Um, they're not intangibles. I, I mean, they're very tangible things. If if yeah. they're playing with that energy and pride, how good can this team be, and is it good enough to overcome what they've started here this season? Well. You know, um, you can look at the wins they have. Either the teams didn't come in to play or the, the Pelicans play with enough energy and passion um, that they can play with any team. You can look at the San Antonio Spurs, top team in the West, top, one of the top teams in the West, one of the top teams in the East, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Again, did the team, you know, take, 
so to speak, take the night off because they were playing the Pelicans and they haven't won? Or did the Pelicans really play that well? And I'm looking at the Pelicans played that well. They played with the energy. They played with that, that pride. They played together. They can play with anybody. But like any team, if you don't bring it, you can lose any team. You can lose every night. Um, and if you, and this team really has a small margin for error, especially new coach, new system, you know, trying to get into that rhythm. Uh, I've lost a lot, injuries, whatever you, whatever they've gone through so far through, um, you know, about 20 games, uh, now 21 games, they have a very small margin of error. And one of your margins of error can't be energy. It can't, I mean, you can control that every night. I'm coming to play. I'm going to put it all out there on the line. And as long as they play with that and it comes and goes, whether they play with energy or not, it's going to be an inconsistent team. And right now that's what they are. Do you envision anyone or anything changing that um, or making that, not say change it, let's say make it more consistent. Um, and, and when I say in or anything, you know, a leader on this current team, or is it is it success? Is it a couple of wins that kind of kick it into gear? What what in your eyes would be the best way or the or the fastest way to get more consistency with regard to the things we're talking about? Uh, you know, I think it's 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 I don't know if it's weird to say, but individually, you you just have to come out and say I'm I'm going to be better today. Regardless of the other 15, 14 guys, I'm going to be better today, and and I'm not going to have the letdown. It starts with each guy going back watching video and just watching himself. Is, is that my best effort? Did I play my best game? And then, you know, collectively or or individually, some guy has to take the leadership role and say, I am not going to allow my team to play this way. I think it starts with Anthony Davis, but if it's not, then somebody else has to pick up that role. And, you know, if, if each individually, each individual is looking at himself and saying, I am not playing good basketball, then, you know, maybe that, you know, maybe it's a, a you know, something that, that carries over into the team where each person says, you know, I'm going to be better and collectively they get better. I, I don't know, I don't know exactly you know, what the talk is on this team. Who's talking to who, who's doing what. Yeah. You know, maybe I'll go out and go bowling or something. Go hang out. Go talk about it. Be not team meeting. Forget the team meeting. That's a lot of talk. You know, they need to do no talking. They need to actually get down and say, okay, man, you're, just, you're not playing. I, I, we, we did this last year. We played with more energy last year. We have, we have the talent on this team to play. We just got to get it, and they're not getting it consistently over a 48-minute game, game to game, each day and every night, and I, I think that's frustrating to watch. I'm sure it's frustrating to play. I'm sure it's frustrating for the coaches to, to, to know that well, we have the talent. We've seen what we can do. How do we get it more consistent? David, let me ask you this. It, it, it takes a, probably a certain amount of ego slash uh, self-confidence, bravado, whatever you want to call it, to not only make it to the NBA level but then to stay there. Um, and, and with that being said, 
Um, do guys at that level get embarrassed in any way? And can and, and can a team or a player get embarrassed to where that changes their outlook on things? If I'm coaching the team, I hope so. If I'm playing next to a guy, I hope so. And hopefully because, as you spoke of, these guys have a little bit of ego. They have, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that ego is, is hurt just a little bit, that the team that we're playing tonight or the team that we play tomorrow or the team we play next week, they don't have the talent we have. We match up talent-wise. We match up size-wise. We match up quick-wise, quick quickness. They're just outplaying us. They're working harder than us. I hope that's embarrassing to the team. I hope it's embarrassing to each and every one of them to say, wow, what do we have here? And and hopefully that says to them, i got to come out and play harder. we got to come out and play harder. This is not anybody's fault but the, the guys in this locker room, and only we can change it. So, yeah, I, I, hope, I hope there's a little bit of embarrassment because this team right now, now they got back uh, Tyreek Norris, they're only two guys short of a full full go. Two and a half guys. If you throw Drew Holiday mm-hmm. in there. There's no reason Which why. Which everybody can't is at this win. point. I mean Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right, so Washington on Friday, David Wesley, Chicago on Saturday, and that just kind of gets you started into what's a pretty long West Coast road trip. Um, what do you see uh, from these games coming up? Uh, and, and again, again, it doesn't have to be, you know, well, I better see this or this or this. It could be maybe something that you like about the cities we're going to go to or the uh, the players that we're going to see. What comes to mind when you think about these next couple? Well, I, I think initially, especially the Washington-Chicago um, games, you're thinking uh, a lot of perimeter drivers, very good ball handlers, um, slashers, guys that live in the paint. And you could probably go throughout that road trip. Uh, you talk about Portland, two good guards. Um, Phoenix, two good guards. I mean, the guards are going to have to step it up. Uh, defensively, on the perimeter, guys are going to have to say, Okay, he is not going to kick my butt tonight. And I, I know it's a, I know it's I know it's easy to talk about, but there's a challenge coming up here. And as far as giving up perimeter stuff, I mean, we fouled four three point shooters or three three point shooters the other night. Like we're, that's not that's that's lack of concentration to me. You don't see that in in five games, much less one half. You know, so. Um, it's going to be up to guys to say, I'm going to defend. I'm going to come out and have that focus. And um, when you look at this road trip, it could be a difficult one from the perimeter, but it also could be one that, that people step up to the challenge and say, not tonight. And the Pelicans can come and, and, and win some games even on this road trip, even though they have struggled on the road this season. Um, I, I like the cities. I like going to Phoenix. Uh I wish we were going to Chicago, maybe a day off in Chicago, which we don't seem to get very often. Um, you know, Denver is going to be a tough, uh, tough trip. Um, it's just, it's out there. You just got to go get it. 
and maybe I'm being overly dramatic here, David, um, you have a chance to go get it, pull yourself firmly back into this thing. But are we to the point now that if the road trip is an absolute disaster, is this season in jeopardy? Are we to that point yet at 11, 12 games under 500? I, I, I think it's, you know, I've, I've been saying that, you know, seventh and eighth spot is not that far out. Uh, you put on a uh, five and six, five wins and six games, or ten and twelve, uh, you could gain up a, a lot of ground in a hurry. Um, but again, um, right now this team hasn't shown that they can go out and put some games together, so that could be difficult. They they did it for the three game win streak, but um, that was two games against the same team in that win streak. Um, so. Um, I, I, it's, it's, it's still really early to say that the, the season is, is practically done. Uh, when we come back from this road trip, uh, we'll be at about 27 games, which is, I guess, a third of the way or almost. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that would be a third of the way. Um, so there's still a ton of games to play. I, I would, I don't think like that. I don't think, oh, it's done. Again, you put on a win streak. Yeah, certainly things could could start shaping up. It could give you a little fuel, a little success could help this team, um, and and maybe they can they can build on that and continue to to, to gain momentum. But they they just haven't they just haven't shown it yet. And and hopefully, um, you look at after this trip, I think uh, Drew Holiday will will start getting very close to his minute restriction slash back to back restriction. So there's still some good possibilities that hopefully can turn the season around. I'm with you on that. Uh, you know, I'm just trying to look at the math a little bit, and uh, you know, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful for the trip. Let's just go with that. Starting on Friday night at home, and then into the road trip itself. Uh, David Wesley here with us on the Black and Blue Report. Um, let's talk a little bit bigger picture here with the NBA. Uh, are the Golden State Warriors going to lose at some point here, David? Just curious. Yes, they are going to lose at some point. Uh, you got to think uh, with this long season that there's going to be one night where this team just has a dog. Just you know what? They're just they can't hit a shot. They can't buy one. The, the unique thing about this team is they defend when they don't play, when they don't shoot the ball well, which gives them a chance to, you know, fourth quarter come back like they have, or or they just seem to hit big shots because they have so many weapons. Um, they, they really have a unique team that, that as jump shooters, oh, holy cow. I mean, Steph Curry is shooting at least 10 threes a night, and he's shooting almost 50%. You shoot that many volume threes, you, you don't see many people shoot that great of percentage guarded, uh, off the dribble, catch and shoot. Um, you know, then you have uh, Clay Thompson, who stepped up last night, he had 39. Um, obviously, Green is one of those guys that's just, you know, can do a little bit of everything. He could have a great game and, and barely score 10 points because he does so many other things, and um, as well as that team. They do other things that while, you know, the team might be, I mean, an individual might be struggling, as a team, they're still playing well enough to be right there and as long as that team is right there down the stretch of a game last five minutes 
they have a lot of weapons, and, and none of them seem to be scared of the moment. They will all step up and hit that big jump shot. They will all step up and get that big rebound, and, and they play with, with, with that, that I-can't-lose attitude. And right now, I mean, I don't know when they'll lose. They may win another 10, which would be – I think it's fun. I think it's fun I, I, to have absolutely think it's fun. a dominant oh, team awesome. like that, and it's fun to watch. No doubt. I want them to be undefeated when they get ready to play the Cavs on Christmas Day. And I also want to see them finish this road trip. I couldn't believe it, David, when I heard that no team, no team has ever run the table on a seven-game road trip. They're, they're two wins away from doing that. that all this, uh, granted, now two of the Pelicans' losses are to these guys, but you're right. This is good for the NBA. It's fun to watch. I'm loving it. I think it's fantastic. And I, and I, you know, they got a, a, you don't, you don't hear winning hides a whole lot, but you don't hear bad press. You don't hear cocky attitudes. I mean, the cockiest guy on the team is, is green. <laughs> and in the press, you don't hear him talking trash. You, you never, they're enjoying the run. They talk about it. They embrace it, where a lot of people try to downplay it. Yeah, we want to win. Yeah, we want to set records. Yeah, we want to do all this on our way to win another championship. But they're not running from it. They're all about it. And, yes, they're going to eventually lose a game, and I'm sure it's going to be a whole lot of talk and it's going to be big news. But I think it's fun. I think it's refreshing in a league where everybody's trying to get theirs and go for mine and get paid. And, and they're showing the league how to get paid and win and have fun, and and they don't have to talk about it. They're just doing it. Doing it. They're in the moment. You're right about that. Speaking of doing it, by the way, if you don't mind, I would love to offer our congratulations to you and the rest at Fox Sports New Orleans on winning an Emmy for one of your game broadcasts last season. May we do that, and, and you won't feel bad about me doing that? I don't feel bad at all. You know, I, I, I'm, I, I enjoy what I do, and anything that comes out of this is, is, is great. Like, I'm, I, I wasn't even thinking Emmy. I wasn't even – I you know, producer comes up before the Boston game and, and tells me about it, and I, I'm, I'm – I'm, that's pretty exciting. I mean, that's, that's awesome. So, thank you, and uh, I hope there's many more to come. I know there will be. Congratulations! Great work as always for you guys, and uh, and I was uh, I was as thrilled as anything the other night when you told me. I was like, "Wow, that is so awesome!" So, congratulations! You can add an Emmy to the uh, mantle at the Wesley Compound there, uh, yeah, over I, I in the secret dust, location. I will dust off a spot and put it in there somewhere. Yes, yes. Just past the trophy that you received last year for beating me in around the world again. <laughs> So. Well, you know what? We'll, we'll have to do that again. we got to find some yes. time on the road. I'm sure we'll have a lot of it. I'm not afraid to be a Washington general from now on time again. So, yeah. David yeah, Wesley here with us on a Wesley Wednesday. <laughs> Say again, David, I'm sorry. I, I don't mind you being a Washington general either. I like to win. The only problem is that the Washington general every once in a while finds – never mind, we can't get into that. You and I will start getting angry at each other on the phone here. Yeah. So. Yes. How about I see you Friday at the Smoothie King Center? That sounds good. All right, we'll do that. Friday night, Pelicans and Wizards. 
Uh, tomorrow night, of course, the Alvin Gentry Radio Show, and David Wesley and I will be sharing plenty with you throughout the upcoming road trip that uh, starts in Chicago and ends up uh, somewhere in the mountains. We'll, we'll get it all straight as we get set to pack here this week. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, Daniel Salerson up next with Ed Werder from ESPN. We've got a lot of NFL talk still to go here on this Wednesday. Life is busy. You need health care that can keep up. At Auctioner, we get that. So we've made our care more schedule-friendly, like offering same-day appointments. Need a primary care physician, a pediatrician, an OBGYN? We'll get you in to see someone today. Many of our specialists are available the same day, too. And with health centers all over Greater New Orleans, there's bound to be one near you. Many are open late and on weekends for your urgent care needs. And if it's something serious, Auctioner has you covered with nationally ranked care for your most complex conditions. Want additional convenience? Now you can make appointments with many of our physicians on our website. And once you become an Auctioner patient, you'll be able to do even more online, like email your doctors, see test results, and refill your prescriptions, all with a simple click. Make an appointment today at auctioner.org or call 866-AUCTIONER. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Power outages turn your world upside down. You need to know when your power will come back on, and you want to know what happened. The fastest way to stay informed? Entergy text alerts. You'll get prompt updates on when your power will be restored and on what happened. You can even send a text to be sure your outage is being repaired. When the power is out, what's faster than calling? Texting. Sign up today at entergytext.com. That's the power of people. Entergy. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Time now to talk a little football on this Wednesday. Joining me now to talk a little NFL is ESPN's Ed Werder, who was at the Saints-Panthers game Sunday afternoon. Ed, I know you're a busy man. Thanks for coming on today. Absolutely. Thanks for the request. Always glad to talk to my good friends in New Orleans. Absolutely. Uh, since you were at the game on Sunday, Ed, what were your biggest takeaways from it on either side? Well, I thought despite the record and the fact that they're really, you know, outmatched athletically by an undefeated Panthers team, that you had to be impressed with how hard uh, the Saints played and how competitive they were against one of the best teams in the league. Um, you know, even defensively, they were, you know, hopelessly outmatched and gave up five touchdown passes and are approaching the NFL single season record for touchdown passes allowed. But I still thought they played exceptionally hard. And I think the most redeeming thing about this season is while there were questions probably early in the year, especially when Drew Brees hurt his shoulder, there's no question that this guy is still an elite quarterback in the NFL and projects to continue being that for several more years. Absolutely, no doubt about that. I want to talk about um, the Panthers a little bit. Obviously, 12-0, and last team to remain undefeated. Ed, is Cam Newton your MVP right now? You know, I would say that I would probably favor Tom Brady um, simply because um, Brady has lost so many of his offensive skill position uh, weapons throughout the course of the year to the point that um, his four most targeted teammates in the passing game were all absent from the lineup at the same time in Julian Edelman, um, Deion Lewis, the running back, Gronk, and Danny Amendola. And, and, and there's been a lot of you know shifting of the offensive line. And despite his age, he just 
really doesn't appear to have lost anything at all. Uh, so I, I probably would pick them, even though now they've lost twice in a row, and you can certainly make a compelling argument uh, for Cam Newton, who has certainly evolved as a quarterback. Uh, but generally, I think the the uh, Panthers have won on the basis of their defense, although that's not what happened in the Superdome the other day by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, and I do think that uh, Cam Newton is a good good quarterback. He's, he does it differently than everybody else. He's by far the best running quarterback in football and a big part of what they do in the run game. Um, but in terms of throwing the ball and winning from the pocket, as good as he is now, he still doesn't approach Tom Brady's level, in my opinion. That's a good point right there, Ed. Um, I'm not sure if the Panthers will lose in the regular season, but who might have the best chance of upsetting them in the playoffs? Well, I mean, I, I don't I don't know that they're safe yet mm-hmm. um, because they, you know, they play – uh, uh, they finished the season with four games. Two of them are against the Falcons, who have certainly faded. They have to play the Giants, uh, who seem to be maybe the best team in an incompetent NFC East, and then they play the Bucks. Uh, they'll be favored probably in all of those games, but without Charles Tillman uh, to play against the big receivers, uh, I think you know going up against uh, Julio Jones twice uh, is going to be a challenge for them defensively if he doesn't come back soon. Uh, and they finished the season against Tampa Bay. As I said, they have two big receivers in Mike Evans and Vincent Jackson. Um, I don't really know playoff-wise that anybody's going to be intimidated about going into Charlotte and playing the Panthers. Um, I think that it's not like going to Seattle has been in recent years and playing against the Seahawks. Uh, I don't. I think the Cardinals, for example, are capable of beating Carolina. They're probably a, a better team when you consider – elite status and performance on both sides of the ball. They're probably in the top five offensively and defensively, and and um, Carolina is probably in the, somewhere in the middle offensively, even though they score a lot of points. Um, their their yardage production is not close to what uh, the Arizona Cardinals do, and I think the Cardinals would be more fearful of going into Minnesota or Green Bay and playing in a cold-weather outdoor situation or maybe even Seattle than they would be intimidated about going into Charlotte. Absolutely, no doubt about that. Um, one more question about the NFC South. I know you mentioned Atlanta and how they're fading. They start out 5-0. and They've lost 5 of 6 since then. What is going on in Atlanta, and uh, what has happened to Matt Ryan this season? Well, they've lost a lot of close games. Obviously, Devontae Freeman, who was leading the league in rushing early in the year, um, suffered an injury and was out for a while and hasn't returned to the same level of performance. I, I think they have difficulty, even with their number one draft pick, Vic Beasley, consistently pressuring the quarterback. And then Matt Ryan has made some really uncharacteristic mistakes. Uh, he has four red zone interceptions already this season. He's never had more than two in any previous season. And those are the kind of mistakes that you know a team that's not dominant just can't afford to make and expect to have success. It's interesting that uh, he played so well early in the season in Kyle Shanahan's offensive system, which emphasizes movement and getting the quarterback outside the pocket. And lately, uh, the system seems not to be operating to his benefit. But I think the red zone issues are really what's what's causing this team to lose right now. Yeah, it's been a big problem for them all season long. Uh, I want to move on to the NFC East. The Cowboys grab a big win last night in Washington, D.C. to stay in the playoff race. Philly gets a huge win but might have some locker room issues there with DeMarco Murray. Giants are all out of sorts losing to the Jets, but everyone's still alive in the NFC East. In your eyes, who makes it out of that with a playoff berth? Uh, I don't, it's really hard to pick. Yeah. I mean, 
the the Giants are kind of you know they've lost a lot of fourth quarter leads more than any team since 1970 in terms of being ahead in the last minute and then and, and losing. Uh, and some of that's been decisions by Eli Manning. Some of it's been game management by, by Tom Coughlin. Uh, their offensive line's beat up. Otherwise, I'd probably choose them. Uh, the Eagles have been wildly erratic. Uh, DeMarco Murray not content with his role right now, nor should he be. And it was apparently, well, I know he's talked to the owner, Jeffrey Lurie, about that, how that affects the team dynamic. I'm not sure. Uh, Dallas, I think, is really still um, a long shot simply because of they don't have Tony Romo, and if you look at their schedule, for instance, they won on the road by the narrowest of margins last night. Now they've got a short week, and they're on the road again at Green Bay. Uh, they still have then They play the short week game against the Jets at home, uh, which is a good team with a good defense, and they have to go to Buffalo two days after Christmas. So uh, them winning out, I think, is pretty far-fetched without Romo. So I, don't, I, I think I would eliminate the Cowboys, first of all. And then really the team that has the biggest advantage is the Redskins, although they certainly uh, showed their flaws last night, lost at home for the first time all year, and haven't won on the road. So, uh, But the schedule favors the Redskins more than any of the other teams. I guess if I had to pick, I guess I would pick um, uh, the Eagles, just based on the fact that they have their starting quarterback. Uh, they have multiple running backs, and defensively they're a wreck and can't be trusted, but uh, uh, I guess they're the best of all the bad teams to me. We're talking with Ed Werder from ESPN. Ed, uh, it's now three consecutive wins for Brock Osweiler and the Denver Broncos. He'll make his fourth straight start this week. If Brock continues to win and play well, what happens when Peyton Manning returns from injury? I think it depends on how well he plays and whether they decide to, you know, Gary Kubiak has said all along that Peyton Manning is going to be a starting quarterback when he's healthy. So as long as he gets healthy in time, I assume uh, that Gary Kubiak will follow through with that um, and, and would not – dishonor the promise that he's made to the Hall of Fame quarterback. Uh, and this is probably Peyton Manning's last chance. But um, So I do see maybe giving him the last two games of the regular season if he's healthy and if he plays well and they succeed, then I would uh, assume that they would go into the playoffs with him as their starting quarterback. If that doesn't happen, if he's not healthy or he plays poorly, I could certainly see them uh, deciding to that Brock Osweiler gives them their best chance of winning because he's a better fit for Gary Kubiak's system. Uh, they can run the football better when the quarterback's under center. Uh, so there are certain advantages, I think, that they have without Peyton Manning. But I do think that ultimately they'll give Peyton Manning at least a chance, if he's healthy, to take over the team again. How does this Brock Osweiler play affect Peyton Manning and the Broncos maybe in the offseason? Um, whether you know you go with Brock next year or if Peyton Manning returns or retires, how does uh, Brock continuing to play well kind of affect the, maybe how the offseason goes for Denver and Peyton Manning? Well, first of all, the Broncos were not uh, by any means sold on Brock Osweiler as even the backup quarterback to Peyton Manning when the offseason began because they tried to sign Tyrod Taylor uh, because they thought he was a more viable player in Gary Kubiak's offense and had a, had a history with Kubiak with the Ravens for the one year. Um, when that didn't work out, they, you know, they, uh, they went ahead and let Osweiler be their backup, and he's played pretty well. Let's see, let's see what happens, though, as defensive coordinators get three or four or five games worth of game tape uh, and, and figure out ways to try to exploit his weaknesses, whether his performance level uh, continues uh, to improve as the season goes on here in the most important phase of the year. Um, beyond this year, he's not signed. Uh, I, I kind of doubt the Broncos feel comfortable enough giving him a long-term you know, contract with you know, $50 million guaranteed. I, so I could certainly see them 
putting the franchise tag on him and, and giving him a one-year deal that guarantees him $25 million, which is no small investment. Uh, and and I, my expectation is that in all likelihood, Peyton Manning is going to retire after this year, um, given the way he's played, given that he doesn't fit in that system. And to me, I think the Broncos told him in the offseason that they were no longer fully committed to him when they cut his salary. So and brought in Kubiak, who didn't, whose system doesn't fit him. I, so I think they've sent the message to him that they think this is his last year. Should be an interesting last few weeks in the NFL. That's Ed Warder from ESPN here on the Black and Blue Report. Ed, I really appreciate you coming on and hope to talk to you soon. Sounds good. I hope to get many Saints games in the weeks to come. Absolutely. Let's hope so. All right, we'll be back in just a moment. Fall is here, which means there's a new purpose to get excited about at Smoothie King. It's time to bundle up against the weather outside and give your immune system a little extra support on the inside. At Smoothie King, we're blending our new Immune Builder smoothies to help you stay strong all season long. Fortify your body with more than 2,000% of your daily vitamin C and all-natural immune supporters like vitamins A and E, zinc, and selenium. Try a mixed berry or orange Immune Builder smoothie today. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Come out and celebrate Star Wars Night. Feel the Force on Friday, December 11th when your New Orleans Pelicans battle the Washington Wizards at 7 p.m. The first 8,000 fans in attendance receive a free Stormtrooper mug. You'll also have a chance to get your picture taken with your favorite Star Wars characters. Tickets start as low as $21, so don't miss out on any of the fun. Call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to get your tickets today. And may the Force be with you. Does your boss know you're listening? If not, turn it up louder. This is the Black and Blue Report. Hey, before we wrap things up on the uh, Black and Blue Report today, on the uh, on the blue side of the Black and Blue Report, the Pelican side, I want to remind everyone that Friday night is Star Wars night at the Smoothie King Center. I want to say the first 8,000 fans are going to receive a Pelicans slash uh, Stormtrooper mug. There's going to be all kinds of great entertainment as well. Uh, all Star Wars themed and uh, lots of characters will be in the building. So it uh, should be a good time and a great opponent, too, by the way. The Washington Wizards will make their lone visit to the Smoothie King Center on Friday night. So check it out. Pelicans.com for more information. Uh, 504-525-HOOP. And there are a couple of uh, ticket uh, promotions for Friday as well that you'll, uh, I think you'll find to, to be very affordable and worth taking advantage of. On the black side of things, the Saints side, uh, Jim Henderson, voice of the Saints, scheduled to be with us tomorrow on the Black and Blue Report. We'll start uh, really, really digging into uh, Saints and Buccaneers tomorrow, and we'll hope that you'll join us for that and a whole lot more um, from Studio B here on Airline Drive at the team headquarters. So with that, we'll say goodbye on this Wednesday. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Don't forget, tons of content this afternoon on uh, your Saints mobile app and your Pelicans mobile app. And we'll talk about some of that stuff tomorrow. For Daniel Salerson and for David Wesley, Ed Werder from ESPN, we all say uh, good afternoon from New Orleans, Louisiana, and the headquarters of your New Orleans Saints and the New Orleans Pelicans. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.